I think we can all agree that learning is more fun when you do it with friends, right? So if one of your summer goals is to learn more about the science of reading and how to incorporate it into your classroom, then let me invite you to join our free summer book study. During the month of June, we are gonna be hosting a free book study for teachers just like you, where we are gonna work our way through the book, Shifting the Balance, Six Ways to Bring the Science of Reading into Your Upper Elementary Classroom. And we'd love to have you join us. We're gonna read one chapter a week and inside our book study Facebook group, you're gonna get to participate in things like our weekly Facebook Live, discussion posts, you're gonna get some really awesome freebies and the chance to win some stellar prizes. All of this is going to help you align your instruction with the science of reading next year. It's gonna be fun. And even if you don't think you'll have time to read every single chapter, still consider joining. You're gonna get a lot out of the group even if you don't have time to read the entire text. So I hope to see you this summer where we can all learn alongside each other. You can sign up at stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. That's all one word, stellarteacher.com slash bookstudy. And I'll see you inside our group. You're listening to episode number 81 of the Stellar Teacher Podcast. Teaching literacy is tough, but with the right tools, you can be not only good, but great. Amazing. I'm talking off the charts impactful. Hey, I'm Sarah Marie, a literacy specialist with over a decade of experience working as a classroom teacher and school administrator. Tune in each week to this podcast to hear no fluff lesson ideas and strategies that will help you feel confident in your abilities to truly grow your students as readers. Are you ready? Let's dig in. Hello, hello. Happy Monday. Today, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is scheduling. This is actually a question, or there's several questions, but scheduling is one of those topics that I hear a lot from on teachers, especially during the summer. And a lot of questions I get are, how do you find time to squeeze everything in? Or I only have a 70-minute literacy block. How can I make that work? And I also hear from teachers a lot about, like, I never seem to have enough time for a read-aloud. How can I make more time to read aloud to my students? Or something like, I only can squeeze in one small group, and I know I need to be doing small group instruction more frequently. How can I make time for more small group lessons? And I'm sure you've probably asked some of those questions yourself. I definitely had those questions when I was in the classroom. And I think scheduling is probably one of the most challenging parts of teaching. I wish I could figure out a way to give you more time. I wish I could figure out a way to give myself more time. But if you have asked some of these questions before, first of all, we're going to talk a little bit about some things that you can do in the podcast today. But I also want to make sure I've shared this freebie before, but in case you are a new listener or have not grabbed it, I do have a freebie that can help you with some of your scheduling challenges, and it is a free set of sample schedules that will give you ideas on how you can set up and structure your literacy block. So if you just have 70 minutes or if you have 120 minutes, I lay out different options for each time block that helps make sure that you squeeze everything into your schedule because y'all have a lot to do, and then sometimes you don't have enough time to do it in. But Here's the thing that I think is important to keep in mind, that even if we can make our schedule work on paper, getting it to work in real life is a completely different challenge. And I think part of it is we are people and we work with people. 
you know, you have 20 plus little individuals that directly impact your schedule. So even if you say, you know, even if you plan for a two minute transition, it might not happen as quickly as you plan. You know, even if you plan for a 10 minute mini lesson, it might not take just 10 minutes. You know, maybe you have a really chatty class and they're really engaged in your read alouds and your read alouds always take longer. You know, when we're working with people, they impact our schedule. And what you might start to realize is on paper, your schedule looks great. But in reality, it is not working out how you thought. And I think that that's sort of where the challenge is. It's like we have this idea of where it's like, okay, this is what I want my schedule to look like, but that's not what's happening in reality. And if that's where you are at, or if that is where you have been this past year, I want to share with you a five step process that you can take that will kind of help you declutter your schedule or possibly reveal to you, you know, pockets of time that you can take back and use for what you originally intended it for. And the reason why I'm sharing an episode on scheduling now in May, even though we are approaching the end of the year, is because this is actually a really great time for you to reflect on your schedule from this past year and to make tweaks and changes now so that way next year when you start the year, you have a much better idea of reality of what your schedule will look like. You know, I think oftentimes over the summer, we get a little idealistic maybe where it's like, okay, I'm going to, you know, squeeze all these things in or my transitions are going to become twice as fast and I'm going to be so much more effective with my planning. And we have all of these like, you know, wonderful, optimistic, idealistic ideas and then reality happens. And so I think it's important for you to think about your schedule now when you are actually teaching and then keep this in mind when you start next year. So, I will say this is also an episode that you might want to bookmark and come back to next October or November after you have been teaching for a few months and you might need to make some tweaks and adjustments to your schedule. Because here's the thing, our schedules are fluid. Even if we have a set schedule for the year, it's going to constantly change. And so these five things, this five-step process is something that you can apply frequently throughout the year and just use it to constantly reflect on how effective your schedule is. So let's jump into the process. The first thing that you want to do is if you are dissatisfied with your schedule, if you feel like your schedule is far off from what you want it to be, the first thing you need to do is actually kind of sit down and I say, dream up what your dream literacy block would look like. What is your literacy block wish list? You know, if you feel like your schedule is not working, you kind of need to have an idea of what you want it to look like in order to make some changes. You know, changing your schedule is only going to help you if you know what your vision is. You know, I think so often we can say things like, my schedule isn't working, or I wish I had more time for whatever, you know, more time for read aloud, more time for small group. And all of those things are great. But if you don't have that vision, if all you can say is my schedule isn't working, but you don't know what you want it to look like, it's going to be hard to make those changes. So I think it's important for you to like think about if I had more time, how would I fill it? Or in my dream world, you know, I wish that we could prioritize read alouds or small groups or whatever it is. So Spend some time actually writing down all the things you wish you had more time for or the things that you feel like you're not doing as frequently or as often. And the more specific you can be, the better. And I think when you're dreaming up these things, because I think oftentimes we can come up with like, you know, all of these things that we feel like we should be doing. So this is not like a time for you to to write down 20 things that you feel bad about that you're not doing, but really think about what are the things that are most effective What are the things that you love teaching? What are the things that you are most confident in? And what are the things that your students enjoy? And putting those things on your list are going to help you make sure that like you're staying focused on what is most important. So you might write down things like, okay, I want to make sure that I am reading aloud every day for at least 15 minutes. You know, if that is on your wish list, it's going to be a lot easier for you to put that into your schedule. 
because you know exactly how much time you want to spend on your read aloud. And maybe you're saying, okay, I want to do it at least two small groups a day, and I want them to be at least 15 minutes long. So that means you need to look for a 30-minute chunk. You know, maybe you're saying, I right now don't have time for writing, and I want to be able to do at least one writing mini lesson that is 10 minutes long. And maybe you're saying, you know what, I don't have time daily to like make some adjustments, but I want to start doing, you know, a book talk once a week or on Fridays, I want to do a first five Fridays, you know, whatever it is, write it down. This is your wish list. So these aren't the things that you're maybe actually going to do, but just the things that you wish you had time for. So you need to come up with that wish list first. Now, the second step, this is the most challenging, but probably the most important. I want you to conduct a time audit. And if you have never done a time audit before for teaching or even your personal life, it is very powerful because it is really revealing. And so before you can make any changes to your schedule, you really need to have a strong understanding of what your baseline is for what your current literacy schedule looks like. So that way, you know what needs to be improved. You know, with a time audit, what it's going to do is it is going to provide you with a really clear and accurate picture of how you're currently spending your time, which means if you know exactly how you're spending your time, how much time you're spending on everything, it's going to give you more information to figure out How can you squeeze in more of those wish list items or how can you manipulate your current schedule or make adjustments to where your schedule works a little bit better for you? So in order to conduct a time audit, this is basically what it is. You're going to commit to tracking your time spent during your literacy block for two to three days. If possible, an entire week would be great because then you'll know if there's certain activities that you only do, you know, if you don't do them every day, it shows like where they show up. But for sure, at least two to three days, commit to doing a time audit. And what you're going to do is when your literacy block starts, you are going to jot down and take note of how you actually spend your time, not what is on your lesson plans, not what you intended, but what actually gets accomplished. And you're going to include transition times. You're going to include directions, interruptions, anything that actually happened, even if it's a hectic, chaotic week, even if you have to repeat yourself, even if your student's behavior is like not normal, write it all down. And the easiest way to do a time audit is to simply have a clipboard with a piece of paper and a pen, and you just carry that with you during your literacy block. And anytime you start a new task or transition or move through your literacy block, you're just going to jot down whatever happened. So nine o'clock, read aloud. 923, directions for independent reading. 931, first small group. 945, transition. 951, small group number two. 957, interruption by student. Whatever it is, just jot it down. And you know, obviously this is going to take a little bit of time, but if you're just writing down the time and the task, it does not take as much time as you think it does. And you could even have a student be your time audit person for the week if you feel like you can't. It seems tedious to jot down your time and what is happening, but the more specific and detailed you can be, the easier it is going to be for you to see how you're using your time and to make adjustments. You know, it's going to be hard for you to find more time to read aloud if you don't know how you're currently using your time. So the time audit is incredibly important because it's going to reveal to you what your literacy block actually looks like now, and it will give you an idea of how you can improve it. And I think it's important to realize that this time audit, it is an inquiry activity. You know, there is absolutely no judgment or shame attached to this. Don't feel bad if your time audit reveals that your transitions are taking like 10 or 15 minutes. That's okay. If that's just like the reality, that's where you're starting from. You know, I think it's okay if your time audit reveals that you don't have time for a read aloud or a small group. If that is the reality, like that is okay. 
You know, the goal of the time audit is simply to know how you're currently spending your time so you can take control of it and plan on incorporating those literacy activities that you love, that your students love, and that are effective. And the only way for you to do that is to know how you're currently spending your time. So step number two is to actually do a time audit. And this is a great thing to do, not only for your literacy block, but if you are struggling to using like your planning time effectively, do a time audit of how you use your planning time. Or, you know, I do time audits of my week all the time because I'm always like, I feel like I don't have enough time. And the reality of it is, is we all have 24 hours in the day. Obviously, you don't have that many hours teaching, but you have time during the day teaching and you don't have time to do everything, but you do have time to do the most important things. But you might not realize, you know, where that time exists unless you do a time audit. So definitely encourage you to do a time audit. It's very revealing. And I just, I think it's really important to do. Hey, teachers, I'm interrupting this episode with a very special invitation just for you. My friend, Dr. Lori Friesen from Beginning Teacher Talk is hosting a free masterclass, Four Secrets to Success in Your First Year of Teaching. Now, even if you aren't a first-year teacher, you might want to consider signing up for this free training. Dr. Lori is an expert on things like classroom management, teacher systems, and engagement routines. And during this masterclass, she will be sharing a step-by-step plan that will walk you through exactly what you need to focus on this summer to truly feel ready for next school year. So if you are looking for ways to intentionally use your summer months to set yourself up for success this next year, you're definitely going to want to check out her free masterclass. Go to drlorifriesen.com forward slash masterclass to save your seat. And I'll be sure to link to that in our show notes. Once you've done your time audit, then you need to go back and carve out some time where, you know, during your planning block, where you have some time to sort of really reflect and consider if you like how you're spending your time. So this is where you're going to review the findings of your time audit. So you're going to go through and you're going to look at you know, what was done and how long it took. So you're going to, you know, look at the time and what actually took place during your literacy block. And when you're reviewing and reflecting, you're going to really categorize your instructional activities into three different groups. So you're going to look and see, and you're going to say, you know, something is going to be on your keep list. So this might be where you're like, okay, we do word of the day. It takes us five minutes a day. It's a really effective routine. It's quick. My students like it. I definitely want to keep doing word of the day. So you're going to categorize that activity as keep. The next category is going to be improve. And so maybe you have something like small groups. And so you're like, okay, small groups, they are effective. They're important. I enjoy them. My students enjoy them. But currently, my small group lessons are taking 25 minutes. And our transitions to get into small groups are taking us like seven minutes. And so This is an instructional activity that is beneficial, but right now it is taking up a lot of our instructional time during our literacy block. So this is not something then that you would want to get rid of. This is just something that you need to improve. So you just need to tighten up your implementation of it. So if your time audit reveals that you have instructional activities that you enjoy that are effective, but they're just taking too much time, don't get rid of them. Just make a plan to improve them. But then you're going to have a third category, and this is going to be your eliminate list. And Your time audit may reveal that you have activities or instructional tasks that you realize they are not as helpful as you once thought they were. Every now and then, as teachers, we realize that we've been doing things, whether it's been for a month, a couple months, or years, and you realize it's like, okay, when I first started doing this, I thought it was going to be helpful, and now my students just aren't getting the benefit out of it that I thought they were. And it is okay to start something and then eliminate it. So 
Maybe you realize that you have students cut out and glue like a foldable or some sort of element for their interactive reading journal. And it takes your kids, you know, 15 minutes to cut and color and glue this paper into their reading journal. And you realize that's not as helpful as I thought it was at one point in time. Or maybe you realize that you have a center activity and this specific activity doesn't keep your students engaged the entire time. And it also happens to be a lot of work for you to prep and you decide that you want to eliminate that from your schedule. And maybe you are giving students a reading passage with questions to complete independently and you realize that this is taking 30 minutes of your reading block and you didn't realize how much time it is taking up and you just are not sure that that is the best use of their independent practice time and you want to eliminate it. So it is okay if there are things that you realize you want to get rid of and eliminate, but also there might not be anything that you want to eliminate, you know? So maybe you have a schedule that has all the right elements and you just need to improve or modify, you know, how you're using them. But I would say be open to the possibility and idea that there might be a few things in your instructional day that could be replaced with something that is more fun for you and your students as well as more effective. So when you're going through like the reflection process, there's a couple questions that you can ask yourself. So first of all, you want to just really be honest with yourself. Are you getting through all your content? Yes or no? Then the next thing you really want to ask is, do you enjoy what and how you're teaching? And then do your students enjoy the activities that are included in your literacy block? And do you feel confident? And, you know, it's important, I think, that you are answering yes to all of those questions. You, first of all, want to make sure you're getting through your content, but you and your students want to enjoy what happens during your literacy block, and you as a teacher want to feel confident. So if you said yes to all of those questions, then more than likely you probably have all of the right instructional activities in place. And it's going to just be a matter of improving the implementation of them or tweaking the arrangement of them in your schedule. But if you said no to any of those questions, if you're not getting through your content, if you don't enjoy what you're teaching, if your students don't enjoy the activities that you've included, or if you do not feel confident, then that might be an indication that there is something in your reading block that you could eliminate because teaching literacy should be fun and you should feel confident in it. And I've said this before, but this is a great time for me to remind you that there is a million and one ways to be an effective teacher. There are so many different ways to set up a successful reading block, and it does not have to look the same for everybody, which means your literacy block is not going to look the same as even a teacher next door. And you can enjoy what you're teaching and you can feel confident. It's just a matter of finding the right combination of instructional activities. So those reflection questions can kind of help you figure out if you need to eliminate something from your literacy block. So Once you've gone through those first three steps, we're on to step number four. Now it is time to make some changes. So you're going to look at your keep list and you're going to plug those things into your schedule, obviously, and make sure that you're giving enough time to the things that you decide are valuable enough to keep. You're going to look at your improve list and then you need to decide what actions you need to take to improve those specific aspects of your literacy block. So my suggestion for this is to tackle these really one at a time. So if you realize you need to work on both transitions and the pacing of your small group lessons, work on transitions first. You know, spend some time working on those. Once they're tightened up, then move on to the pacing of your small group lessons. You don't need to improve everything all at once. You have time. This is a marathon, not a sprint. And so don't feel like you have to fix everything on your improve list immediately. And then once you get to your eliminate list, my advice for this is don't second guess yourself. If it needs to go, get it off your list. You can always bring it back in if you miss it. But if you think you have something you need to eliminate, get rid of it. 
And then if you have extra time from eliminating things, this is where you get to go back to your wish list and you get to figure out, okay, now that I have a little bit extra time, how am I going to fill that time with things that I love, that my students love, and that are really effective? And then same thing, if you have elements that were on your improve list, then as you improve those, you should get a little bit of time back and then you can start incorporating things from your wish list. Another thing to keep in mind is that if the time audit of your literacy block revealed that your literacy block is already, you know, pretty tight and solid as far as transitions and timing, and it is filled with the right instructional activities, but you still feel like you don't necessarily have enough time for like read aloud or small group or word study or whatever it is, you know, you might want to consider doing a time audit for your entire day. You might discover that you have some hidden time outside of your literacy block that you could use for those extra things you don't seem to have time for. You know, word study is a great standalone sort of like subject that if you've got 10 minutes in between lunch and recess or as part of your morning meeting, you can squeeze in, you know, your word study block. Or same thing with read alouds. I loved doing read alouds at the beginning of the day and the end of the day as part of our sort of like startup routine and, you know, wind down routine. So you could easily, you know, find time during other parts of your day to incorporate some of your literacy items. Okay, and then step number five, is you are going to put it together, your new schedule, and you're going to test it out. So you've realized you've got some things you want to keep, some things you want to improve, and some things you want to eliminate. So you might have made some changes to your schedule. And so now you want to test it out. And I love doing this at the end of the year because the end of the year is really a great time to practice, to try and test things that you want to use next year in the fall. You know, if you've just made some decisions about things that you want to eliminate or improve, Now in the spring, during the last month of the school year, it really is a good time to test out your theory and see if these changes help the overall quality of your literacy block. You know, try to work out the kinks in your schedule. See if you can, you know, reorder your block. Maybe you need to start with your read aloud versus ending with it. You know, maybe you need to do a small group in the beginning and another one at the end. Whatever your idea is, try it out now. Because you might realize that you, you know, try a new schedule and you realize that it didn't work as well as you envisioned in your head. And that is totally fine. But if you have some ideas for things that you want to change for next year, rather than waiting to next year, put them in place now, test it out and see if it actually works the way that you want. And it is totally okay to test out a schedule and realize that it wasn't what you thought it was and you want to go back to how you originally had it. But you never know. A new schedule might work out better than you envisioned. So Those are the five steps that you can take to hopefully declutter your literacy block schedule a little bit and find time for the things that you really love and your students love when it comes to teaching. So let me just really quick review those five steps. You're first going to spend some time dreaming up your, you know, literacy block wish list and the things that you wish you had more time for. The second thing you're going to do is conduct a time audit to see how you're currently using your time. And then the third thing is you're going to reflect on that time audit and consider if you actually like how you're using your current time. Step number four is you're going to make some adjustments, changes. You're going to figure out if you're going to eliminate some things, keep some things, improve some things, and you're actually going to figure out how that all fits together. And then step number five is to put together your new schedule and test it out. And I think it's really important to give yourself the permission to actually test and experiment this new schedule. And if you realize it is better, you're going to stick with it. If you realize it wasn't what you thought it was, keep testing, keep experimenting. You know, I think as the year changes and as our students change and as we change as teachers, our schedule needs to change with us. So give yourself just sort of the flexibility to adjust your schedule as you learn and grow as a teacher. So 
Hopefully these five steps help you declutter your schedule just a little bit. And I would love to hear how your time audit goes and what it reveals to you. And I say this all the time, but I truly mean it. I love hearing from and connecting with teachers. And so be sure to connect with me on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. If you have any questions about this episode or if you need help troubleshooting or brainstorming your schedule at all, I would love to help. Definitely reach out to me. And I hope you have a stellar week and I will see you back here next Monday. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Stellar Teacher Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode and are finding value in this podcast, it would mean the world to me if you would follow along and leave a five-star positive review. This helps me spread the word to more and more teachers just like you. And don't forget to join me over on Instagram at the Stellar Teacher Company. You can always find the links and resources from this episode in the show notes at stellarteacher.com. I'll see you back here next week. 